When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Tom, you know why September is my favorite time of the year? Yes, because it's finally cooling off, huh? Well, that's true, but there's also another reason. Well, September is when we start to learn about all the new models that will be out in 2021. Yeah, it's crazy in America. We get the 2021s in 2020 and a full four or five months ahead of the new year. Uh, And it's actually getting earlier every year. So in this video, what are we going to be talking about? Well, we are talking about the top 10 new cool cars we are looking forward to in 2021. So let's sit back, relax, uh, keep driving if you're driving, uh, keep belted if you're belted, and uh, the next edition of Talkin', not Talking, Talkin' Cars is on the air. Sit back and relax or keep driving if you're driving. TFL Talking Cars is on the air, the world's most popular car podcast. Okay, maybe not yet, but we're working on it. All right, let's get right to it, Tommy. At number 10 is actually a vehicle that is being unveiled. Well, if you're listening to this today, which is uh, actually still in August, uh, then it's uh, on Thursday, uh, September 3rd. Yeah, and it's a highly anticipated vehicle. This is the new Jeep Grand Wagoneer. So the Grand Wagoneer, of course, in the past has been the most luxurious, the most kind of over-the-top Jeep they've ever made. And for 2022, actually, we are going to be getting a new model. Yeah, uh, it returns after 20 years, dude. Uh, And what makes uh, the original Wagoneer so special? Do you know what made that thing cool? What made that cool? It was the original luxury SUV. I think you're... uh you're showing your age here, Dad. I think it's it's been gone for close to 30 years now. Has it? Well, Zach wrote 20 years. Hmm. You think it's 30? 1991, I think, was the last well, anyway, year. Anyway, let us know in the <laughs> comments which of these. Oh, you can look it up. Uh, but, yeah, it, it really defined and refined kind of the, the big, luxurious crossover space, right? The Suburban has been around the longest. It's the longest-running nameplate in America, but it's always been more of a utilitarian vehicle, right? Yep. Uh, a Chevy, not, you know, not necessarily a Cadillac. Uh, but the Wagoneer was really the first... Uh, you know, SUV, and by that I mean a vehicle that has a low range, that has four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive, that brought luxury to that segment. Yeah, it was the Grand Wagoneer and the original Range Rover. I think the Grand Wagoneer beat the Range Rover to the punch, though, and it was. 1991 right. was the last year. Well, well no, it's a three-row. The Range Rover was never a three-row. It was always a two-row. I'm not sure the old Grand Wagoneer. Yeah, you're right. Was, was that a two-row or a three-row? It was a two-row. Was that a two- you sure there wasn't a third row back there? I don't think there was. No. 
these are all things uh, that we can look up, which is cool. We do know uh, that this vehicle will have a three-row. Um, there the, are, the new one, yeah. Yeah, there are spy shots of it. Uh, there are some shots of it uh, with, uh, you know, the camera looking down on the roof. Uh, and basically, it's going to take on, well, the Chevy uh, and the Ford, right? So vehicles like the Navigator, like the Escalade, uh, like the Tahoe. You know what those vehicles are. Do you think it'll have wood paneling? <laughs> like real wood paneling on the outside? Any kind of wood paneling, yeah. Do you think it'll have, like, wood grain on the side of the vehicle? Uh, actually, um, I know what it'll have. Yeah. Uh, they uh, kind of showed it to us uh, as a, a backgrounder. Oh. So uh, I can't comment on it before uh, 9-3 because that would break the embargo. So I'm hoping uh, it has wood grain. I think that would be really cool. So you weren't there for it, so he doesn't know. So, yeah. So I, I actually know what it, it does and what it doesn't have. But uh, once again, come back on September the 3rd when we'll have full video coverage of it on uh, TFL Car, TFL Truck. Uh, and later this afternoon, actually, I'm recording um, a podcast episode, which will also air uh, on the 3rd with the designer, Ralph Giles, who, you know, has uh, shaken up FCA uh, by bringing uh, some pretty cool muscle cars back to life. So the next vehicle on our list is number nine, the Acura TLX Type S. This is the 2021 redesigned TLX. According to Acura, it's coming September 28th, and the Type S will be arriving spring of 2021. Now, the TLX is a sports sedan built by Honda's luxury brand Acura. It's supposed to have a choice of engines, um, including a turbocharged V6, which is super exciting. It's got a great design, a pretty cool interior, and it's going to be great competition for that kind of small luxury performance SUV segment. So, Remember when we went hunting for it up in Keystone and almost caught it? We almost caught it. We almost, so close. Sometimes, you know, it's a swing and a miss. So um, 355 horsepower, turbocharged V6, uh, probably around 50K. I think probably around 50K for the Type S. The Type S is, of course, going to be the high-performance model. Yes. And I think it looks brilliant. I really do think it looks great. Finally, Acura has something to truly compete with the 3 Series. Uh, previous you know, attempts have been good. They have been good, but you know, it's, it's, it's aging now. And this new TLX looks, uh, looks like a real contender. Very angular design. Very uh, kind of... <laughs> Busy interior, I'm going to say. There's a lot going on, a yep. lot of shapes and curves. and you know, I'm glad that Acura is getting away kind of from that beak design language that was in for a long time, right? Uh, and they're returning back to their uh, kind of... Um, I remember when Acura first came out and the car that was roped off at the Acura dealership that made everybody drool was the NSX. And I think now they've gone back to their, you know, hopefully sporty heritage and have gotten away from trying to become too lexified, right? For a long time, a lot of the cars that Acura was building, uh, I think were more on the Lexus side, more on the luxury side, and less on the sporty side. And with this, maybe this heralds a return of, you know, more sporty, more fun to drive, more exciting Acuras. I hope you're right because it looks brilliant. I think the design is so much better than than the the three series or the c class I, I, the the big competition in my mind is some in some ways the uh the model three because the model three has kind of redefined the segment especially in terms of electrification the type s with its three fifty five horsepower v six um is is cool but i still don't think it's gonna stack up to a model s performance at least in terms of zero to sixty so they're saying arriving spring twenty twenty one in the low to mid fifties 
It's also supposed to be uh, the new Type S is the quickest Acura sedan ever. Nice. Yeah. It better be quick because the Model 3 will do 0 to 16, what, 3.4 or is it 3.2? Uh, 3.2. The yep. Model Y is 3.4. And then yeah. it's also worth noting there's also a, a standard TLX that's going to have a 272 horsepower VTEC turbo engine. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. Good good on you, Acura. Bring it on. Bring the VTEC back uh, and, you know, just uh, let's get some sportiness back uh, into that lineup because uh, Lexus's luxury pretty much wrapped up. So you guys be the, uh, the new cool... Uh, you know, football player on the block. All right, number eight is, of course, the big old football player on the block, and I'm talking about the Dodge Charger Hellcat Red Eye. Um, finally, you get a 797 horsepower with uh, more practicality. You get four doors instead of two, Tommy. The Charger Hellcat's been around for a long time, right? But right. the Red Eye in the Challenger meant that you got almost 800 horsepower. And now Dodge is going to be putting that engine into the more family-oriented model, the <laughs> yeah. Charger. Yeah, they say it's the fastest uh, sedan in the world. You know, for a while there, that, there was a competition between it and the M5, right? Uh, mm. And with the top speed of right around 203 miles an hour, uh, 0 to 60 in like low fours maybe, something like that, if you can get it to hook up, a quarter mile in 10.6 seconds. According to FCA, that's a that's a number that that is once again hard to do with with those. Um, well, I was going to say skinny tires on the back, but they're only skinny when you're putting in uh, uh, almost 800 horsepower, you know, to the back wheels. Uh, they're not skinny for most normal cars, and a price of about eighty thousand uh, dollars, including destination. Uh, this is going to be one cool. Uh, vehicle to take your kids to and from school. So it's supposed to have an additional 90 horsepower over the Charger Hellcat and 57 pound-feet of torque. It's also supposed to do the quarter mile in almost half a second faster than the Hellcat wide body. So they say 10.6 in the quarter. That's what I just said. Yeah, versus 10.96 on the Hellcat wide body. And By a professional driver. Yes, of course. And the manufacturer claims the Red Eye even managed to put seven car lengths on a wide body across a 2.1 mile road course. Apparently, it's supposed to be 0 to 60 in the mid-threes okay. is what they're saying. Good luck. Well... Hey, look, if you like going sideways in any uh, gear at any speed, this is a perfect car. We had a Hellcat for a while, just a traditional Challenger Hellcat two-door, right? Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's a lot of motor uh, for a little tire. You also have this really great-looking blacked-out hood. Yeah. Big old hood scoop in the front. And, of course, it's the wide body, so you got the big old, I, you know, Coke flares on the side. I don't think that everybody – I don't think anybody said that the Charger Hellcat was really lacking for power. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Like a, this, was, this is not uh, a question in search of an answer. <laughs> but if, it, it's, it's not enough power. <laughs> if you were uh, dying for just a little bit of additional oomph, in your already bonkers Hellcat Charger, this is the one. Look, it's it's absolutely bad, you know what, crazy. Uh, it makes no sense, and I definitely want one. <laughs> Does that make sense? Well, uh, I don't know why Can you... Can you imagine would... stuffing your grandma in the back of that thing? <laughs> it would be pretty funny, wouldn't it? Yeah, but you never carry more than two people in your car, Dad. I think you would be great with a Charger, or Challenger. <laughs> we had a Challenger, but, but this is so cool. I would love to put, like, you know, Mom and Grandma in the back, and then... Uh, you know, we've been trying to get her to become a little bit more adventurous. Uh, so maybe, maybe we tell her we're taking her out for brunch and we actually take her to Bandamere and run the quarter mile. <laughs> what do you 
What do you think? What do you think she would say to that? She would not be a happy camper. She would not be a happy camper. All right, let's get to number seven. And this is a vehicle that, uh, if you're an EV fan, uh, must be the next uh, kind of golden child following Tesla. It's the new Lucid Air. A bunch of uh, basically a bunch of battery engineers from Tesla uh, started Lucid, uh, went over to Lucid, uh, and took their technology to the next level because. There is one big number here, Tommy. You want to tell them what that is? Uh, apparently, it's going to have 517 miles of range is what Lucid is targeting. Yep. The global reveal is September 9th. Yep, coming so, up. So 9-9-20. Apparently, yep. we're also supposed to see a Lucid SUV, which will debut on that date as well. But the Air is Lucid's answer to the Model S. Lucid, of course, being a startup company. But they have a lot of promising technology and a lot of promising engineers working uh, to beat Tesla at their own game. It's it's a very impressive looking vehicle as well. 113 kilowatt hour battery. Yeah. If it can actually go over 500 miles on 113 kilowatt hours, that's going to push it far more um, uh, efficient than the Model S, which it's going to compete with. Pricing hasn't been announced, but I'm going to figure this is a very premium car, probably hundred thousand dollar range. Well, what what the uh, speculation is is that the 517 mile range one is the upper end of that. You know, it's the luxury one. There'll be ones that are a little bit more affordable. Uh, and, you know, I wouldn't have taken this very seriously, but Lucid did give Motor Trend a ride-along. So they actually threw Motor Trend in the backseat or a reporter for Motor Trend, uh, and they actually did get that range. So uh, people are taking it seriously. Uh, once again, you know, there's so many startup electric car companies right now, uh, especially in China. Uh, it's hard to know, you know, which ones are real and which ones are just kind of jumping the bandwagon because Wall Street seems to love um, electric car companies, and so they're valuing them through the ceiling, and I think a lot of people are taking advantage of that. I hope Lucid is real. I hope that, you know, they actually uh, build it. I know that the CEO recently said that, you know, until you build a car, it's not real, uh, and I agree with you, dude. Um, you know, build it and get it out there before the end of the year uh, and get us one to test. Uh, we'd love to actually be able to do that. And look, you know, for a long time, um, 200 miles was the 100 mile, the new 100 mile range, right? And then Tesla upped the game again, and now 400 mile range is the new 300 mile range. And now with this, maybe 500 miles is the new 400 mile kind of range, which is crazy because now we're getting into some you know serious uh, long battery life. So Lucid says over 400 miles of range. On the regular one? EPAS. Well, I don't think they have announced with the trim. So yeah, that'll, they yeah. that'll all be coming on September 9th. This is on their website. They say over 400, but they recently said over 500 now. Uh, under 2.5 seconds, 0 to 60, and over 200 miles per hour top speed. Yeah. Once again, Model S, you know, Model S territory. Cheetah but, uh, mode. A Model S won't do over 200. Right. It won't do anywhere close. So it'll be curious to see whether or not they actually follow and through. And pray tell, that. where can you go 200 outside of the Autobahn? Yeah, Legal, you're going to have to need a long, long racetrack. It's really, really kind of a minimalist interior as well. Several screens here in the center. You know, you know, if if like the if like the the bloggers, the supercar bloggers, get a hold of this, that's going to take off like crazy because they're all going to want it. They're going to want to take it to the salt flats. You know what I mean, right? All those guys that are strand men, all those guys that are driving Lamborghinis, are, are going to figure out that this car is uh, faster than the Lamborghini. Then it's going to go. It's going to go crazy, man. I can't wait. I hope. I hope it actually does debut. I hope it, it's real, and I hope that me and you can uh, actually test one. Hopefully, uh, before the end of the year. They're saying end of the year production. Actually, building them. Shipping them, you know, that, that's a lot to ask for. Uh, they don't have their own charging network. 
No, but apparently they're going to give you three years free of Electrify America access. Mm-hmm. So they're using uh, the Electrify America charging network. CCS charging. Apparently this also going to come with vehicle-to-grid capability. So you're going to be able to plug this not only into your house, but apparently back into the grid if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, they're saying that. So uh, basically power. You, you could potentially do things like power your cabin. Yeah, you exactly. Like drive your cabin, mm-hmm. plug the because you know 113 kilowatt battery is a big ass battery, dude. Yeah, that's a lot of kilowatt hours. In that's there. a lot of power. Yeah, that's a lot of power. You could power your refrigerator, your freezer, your air conditioner on that. Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll see. You know, these are big promises. Uh, I know some of the um, some of the fuel cell cars were able to do that in China. No, in Japan. Sorry, in Japan. And I know that the iMeV also had that potential, uh, but nobody really used it for real. But I would love a car where I could, like, take it and plug it into my house and power it. That would be so badass, dude. All right, what's number six? This is one you've got a lot of experience with. Yeah, number six is the upcoming Genesis GV80. This should be out in dealers. It's sounding like any week now. This is a luxury SUV made by Genesis. Which is Hyundai. Yeah, the Hyundai Kia. It's their luxury brand. Starting at $48,900. This is about the same size as something like an X5, maybe Mercedes GLE. It's got a stunning interior. Tons of technology. If you want to see it, it's on TFL Car. Yeah, TFL Car, exactly. I've got a full walk around on this puppy. Two engine options is a 2.5 liter turbo or a 3.5 liter twin turbo V6. It's a beautiful design. The interior is just stunning. It's kind of like like, you know what uh, Hyundai did with the Telluride and Kia did with the Palisade, right? Right, but for on a a much more luxurious scale. Yeah, Yeah. so, so you get BMW X7 at Genesis prices. Interiors, which is pretty amazing. I think it's probably better than X7, actually. Yeah, really. You thought it was that good, huh? Yeah, the the leather pleating was gorgeous. It has a a three-dimensional gauge cluster, which is just the craziest mind messer you'll ever see, where various parts of the gauge cluster... You mean like a heads-up or a no, display? No, like, like the actual screen is where the 3D? gauges live is actually in 3D. And you don't even need red and blue glasses to... Uh, <laughs> you don't have to go and get yourself a pair of those uh, yeah. uh, rubber... Uh, no, no, no. Uh, cardboard... Slash uh, plasticky glasses that make you look like you're somebody from 1960 watching a horror movie. But the interior was gorgeous. The exterior design is super cohesive. It's in line with their new... Whoa. Whoa, what was that? Apparently my phone ringer was on. Oh, no. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that's a good lesson. Keep your phone (laughs) ringer off. Yeah, it's got the latest Genesis design language. So it's got these streaks that run the whole length of the vehicle. It's got the huge diamond grill too, which is something you either love or you you really hate. But I think that they're they're going to sell a ton of these. Now, number five, um, it's actually let's, let's let's make this a twofer, okay? Uh, because on our list, we originally discussed the Volkswagen GTI. That was uh, actually going to be debuted for journalists uh, at the Geneva Auto Show, which was canceled. So there was a program where you can actually go to Geneva Auto Show in Switzerland and drive the new GTI. Uh, in Europe, we inspect 245 horsepower. Uh, you know, more um, new styling and more tech. I mean, you know, the GTI invented the hot hatch segment, uh, so whenever a new one comes along, it's interesting. But I, I kind of feel like the hot hatch segment is in transition going to electric cars. So uh, for me, the one that I'm actually more interested in is the ID4. Uh, the ID3 is uh, out in Europe. We, we're not getting that here in America. We're getting the ID4. Uh, uh, and so, um, you know, the, the new GTI in a way feels like the end of an era, whereas the ID4 feels like the beginning of an era. Well, you can have both. I can. How's that? Yeah, in Europe they sell something called the GTE. Okay. Which is a high performance golf variant yep. with a plug in hybrid system. Mm. So you get, uh, I think it's even more power in some cases than the GTI. 
and it's got a, a, a plug-in aspect as well. So that's the one that I would love to see. Unfortunately, um, we haven't heard much about this car coming to the U.S. The yeah, I think, I think COVID did, didn't help. And I, I also think that, it, like I say, it's kind of the end of, I think, an era, even though it's brand new. It's a new generation. Uh, I'm just not sure uh, uh, that, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's 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 kind of sad, you know. I mean, it might be the end of the hot hatch gasoline engine Volkswagen as we know it, the last of the last of its breed. I know that some people in Europe are already driving the new 2021s. Yeah, uh, like the reviews are coming out, but I haven't seen anything from them in the U.S. So we'll see if it makes it stateside because the GTI does look pretty cool. Looks very high performance, and I would love to get our hands on one. I mean, it competes with like the Veloster N, right? The um, uh, maybe even the new GP in some ways because it's front-wheel drive and that's still front-wheel drive. The exactly. The GP. Mm-hmm. That might compete with the Golf R. Will there be a new Golf R? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not super sure about that. In Europe, They're very quiet about it. There's also a GTD, which is a GT G- diesel. diesel yeah. And we reported on TFO Car a while back the hybrid it will not be available here in the States. So I'm not sure my GTE we, dreams. You know what we need? We need a European correspondent. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, to, to follow all these European cars because a lot of a lot of our fans listen to us in Europe, listen to us around the world, uh, and you know um, we obviously are very in tune with what's going on here in America. But a lot of the European uh, stuff, you know, is is much different. All right, what's number four, dude? Next up is a hydrogen powered vehicle. It's the Toyota Mirai. Yeah, I saw it in person. I was blown away at the LA Auto Show, the last auto show before COVID hit. Uh, it's Incredible that uh, Toyota is like channeling their inner Audi A5. It's that good looking. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's kind of an extended four-door coupe design. It's supposed to be based actually on the Lexus LS platform. Yeah. But it's just gorgeous. You like those wheels? Do you see the wheels? Uh-huh. Aren't the wheels spectacular? It's got these like turbine-style wheels. I think those are some of the most spectacular new wheels I've seen in any vehicle. Keep in mind that this is still a hydrogen fuel cell vehicle. Yep. So you're going to... Well, be limited look, on where you can purchase it. Look, to, to say that the current Mirai was, you know, um, tapped with the ugly stick would be an un- <laughs> understatement, right? It, it was it was bashed over the nose with it, <laughs> uh, and it just stylistically, it's really really weird. I got to drive it. Uh, obviously, there's the current crop of hydrogen cars are all Asian, right? So we've got not just that, but we've got the Nexo, which we had here at the office, and we also have the uh, Honda uh, Clarity hydrogen. Uh, and, you know, in a beauty contest, um, yeah. the, 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 the car parked on the street that's not one of those streets might win. Uh, they're, just, they're just weird. And I never understood why uh, they didn't somehow, like... You know, make it more obvious that it's a hydrogen car, and the only thing. Let me explain hydrogen cars, right? You plug it into a hydrogen, it's compressed, uh, and then it goes through a fuel cell, which separates the oxygen and the uh, water molecule, and then water comes out the tailpipe. Only thing that comes out, right? Uh, and uh, hydrogen is the most plentiful element in the universe. You can make it. You can, you know, you can get it naturally occurring. Uh, and I think it's a wonderful way to power a car. It's like it's like what I would have thought of is the next power source, you know, when I was a kid. And yet all the cars look stodgy and look like something, you know, that your grandmother would love. 
It's just the opposite, actually. Hmm. So they combine hydrogen and oxygen. Oh, sorry. So I got it backwards. Yeah, so when you take H2 and O, you combine them together make water. And then what happens is in the membrane yeah, there... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you take the oxygen from outside and then you combine and get H2O. Yeah, but you get a little burst of electricity. Uh, these hydrogen vehicles then capture the electricity uh, to power an electric motor. So it really, it's like driving an electric vehicle, but rather than having a battery on board, you're carrying hydrogen around at 10,000 PSI. So it's... Uh, so, to, so to make it... To make hydrogen, right? Right. You got to take water and split off the H. Yes, or am I getting that wrong? Uh, I don't think that's how that works. How do you no, make it? How they, do you make they, hydrogen? Well, most hydrogen comes from natural gas. But you can also make it. You can. You, it can be made. You can create hydrogen. Yes. Anyway, guys, I, I don't I, think, as you can tell, we are not chemists no, by we're any, not. any I don't stretch think of it, the imagination. I'm, I'm just, you know, I barely remember the periodic chart. We're car guys, but it's a cool technology because. Uh, once again, what, what's happening is you're, you know, you're taking the most plentiful element uh, and you're combining it, like you said, sorry, with oxygen and you're getting H2O that comes out the back. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you're using a small battery basically to capture the electricity and power the vehicle uh, in conjunction with the, 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 the power that you're directly generating from uh, the fuel cell. So next up on our list is the Audi e-tron GT. Hmm. And this is just a concept, unfortunately. We saw it once again in L.A. They had it there for one day. Hopefully, it will make its way into production because it's beautiful. It's an all-electric, um, basically, supercar in some ways. So let, let, let me kind of take a step back. So there is an e-tron, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that came out. That's already – you can go buy an Audi e-tron, right? That's, that's, a, that's an SUV. Yep. Right? Four-door SUV. Yeah, yep. that's, a, that's a four-door SUV. Uh, it kind of looks like a big uh, Audi A7. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, sort of. And then now uh, there's a, a slant-back version of that. That just came out. Yeah, the e-tron Sportback. Yep, a Sportback. And, and that's basically the same car, but it's got a little bit sexier tailgate. Okay. Right? That's like, it's like a X6 if you're in that, you know, it, it's, a little bit, it's a little bit less practical, but a little bit sexier. But then the Audi e-tron GT uh, is basically the vehicle that was in uh, the last Avengers. Right, that's yeah. right. Yeah, there was it was uh, at the very end. Tony Stark drives up in it, I think, and gets something out of the trunk, if I recall. Uh, uh, and it is dead, dropped dead gorgeous, sexy, uh, beautiful car. Some of the best Audi styling I've seen. And like I say, they had it at the LA Auto Show. I think two years ago now. It wasn't this year. It was it wasn't last year. It was the year before. A couple of journalists got to actually take a, a ride around the LA Convention Center in it. Hmm. Uh, I mean, got to do that. It's got apparently 590 horsepower, mm-hmm. 0 to 100K, or 62 miles an hour, in 3.5 seconds. It will go over 248.5 miles. Yeah, it's, it's actually <laughs> a really great-looking, not electric car, just car, right? Uh, I think it blows the Model S out of the water in terms of styling. I think it blows the Porsche Taycan out of the water. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just build it already and sell it. I don't know what they're waiting for. Uh, we seem to have somehow stumbled into, as a culture, uh, the age of the ugly electric car, right? Tesla kind of built a relatively good-looking electric car, and then everybody else decided to follow Nissan's lead with the Leaf and create these homely little, not good-looking electric vehicles. And that, that's anything from the, the Leaf, I'm sorry, Nissan, it's just not a good-looking car, uh, to the Bolt, which is kind of just a generic little hatchback, uh, you know, to what else is electric out there? The, the, the Ionic, which is kind of this funky, uh, you know. Well, you got Kona. Once again, kind you of funky. Nero. I would not use the word lustworthy to describe any of those. I think the Teslas are pretty good. 
Once again, Tesla, excluding Tesla, but all the traditional manufacturers said... Uh, Mach-E is pretty good. Oh, that looks no. pretty good. Oh, sorry, Tommy. I, I mean, I, Mach-E looks like, you know, a, a, a GT, Ford Mustang GT jumped the fence and had its way with a Tesla Model Y. Then you get the, the, horrible, the love though. child of I that think, I think that it's union. not a bad-looking car. It's just... Uh, not, not a, not Why did they just build an electric Mustang? Why did they have to make it like because this no pregnant thing? Because no one is buying the most exciting, cars. The most exciting thing, it's, they're still selling a boatload of Mustangs. You bet they're buying them. But how many Mustangs do they sell compared to how many Escapes do they sell? I bet it's tiny. I bet they no, sell. No, I think Mustang sells, if I'm right, I'm going to say it's over 100,000. It's a big number, dude. It's mm-hmm. like 100,000 a year. This is, not, this is not a marginal seller. This is, you know, anytime you sell over 100,000 cars... Uh, it's it's a money maker for you. But my point is that is that crossovers sell like the, the Dickens. The, yeah, I get that the crossovers, but why a Mustang crossover? I, I agree, they shouldn't have called it Mustang. That you was call silly. anything what you want, right? And then tr- you know they try to put the styling of it into it. Uh, it just um, you know it feels like they're trying to uh, basically kind of make a familiar brand off of a very familiar brand and make it electric. And I understand that that, that makes sense. But if you're going to do that, just build an electric Mustang. It'll be faster than the GT. It will be. Okay, I've got the sales numbers here. Okay. I bet you it's like 120,000 units. Last year. Yeah. Uh, let me go to totals here. Okay. Mm. By year. Yeah, you're doing uh, good car, bad car? I am on good car, bad car. I figured, yeah. Yep, it's not working. So okay. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, Tommy. I think it's a lot, but I think yeah. compared to Escape, it's not. Well, of course, Escape. The How many do you crossover. think they sold in 2019? I don't. I, they seventy-two thousand Mustangs. Mustangs. It's still a lot of Mustangs, dude. But compared to Escape, it's going to be nothing. All right. Well, let's get the number two, uh, and this is, of course, the one that a lot of you off-roaders out there, including myself, are looking forward to. Uh, no, it's not the one I'm thinking of. It's the one that uh, Tommy was thinking of, which is what. It is the Jeep Wrangler, uh, the another two for one. 392 and the 4xE. Yeah. It's, it's, they sold 241,000 Escapes last year. There you so go. That's a huge number. Anyway, the Jeep Wrangler 392 and the Jeep Wrangler 4xE. Numbers and figures are still pretty soft on, on these. We do know that there's a V8-powered Wrangler uh, coming, a Hemi. Woohoo! Uh, maybe 450 horsepower. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a glorious Jeep with... Uh, all the torque you'd ever want to roll the big tires that when you upgrade your suspension and you upgrade your tires, uh, you're going to have a power plant that won't need to be upgraded. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's the one that a lot of Jeep guys have lusted after, uh, and I think, it'll, uh, I think it'll sell like hotcakes, dude. And then there's also a 4xE Yeah, it's like bookends, isn't it? It's four, cool. Yeah, 4xE is going to be their uh, plug-in hybrid Wrangler. Yeah. So we still don't know any official figures on this. Well, I know. I can't tell you. Yeah, those are also coming out soon in the next few days. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be a, a pretty pretty sweet little Jeep, too. We saw it teased at CES in both Wrangler and then Renegade uh, versions. So in theory, you're still going to be able to drive off-road using no fuel whatsoever for probably a relatively short distance. And then um, when your battery dies, you'll just have a regular gas yeah, engine to keep know, you cruising. Let us know in the comments below. Let's play a little game when this comes out. Uh, how many miles do you think that the 4xE can go on battery only? And I know that number. Unfortunately, like I say, we don't break embargoes, which the next one is um, certainly one we never did break. You know, people out there think we did. We didn't. Um, so I can't tell you, but by Thursday this week, we will report that up over at TFL Car. So we'll have a full video on the new 4xE. I can't wait. Um, and here's a question for you, Tommy. 
the, the Hemi or the plug-in? Which one would you buy if oh. they were priced similar? Oh, the plug-in. Really? Yeah, I think that that's the I'd future. Go, I'd go for the big old V8. Yeah, I think that's the future. I think it looks brilliant um, in terms of uh, you know what it might be able to offer in terms of seamless, quiet, quiet off-roading. So, yeah, that's the one I would go for. I mean, both are going to have oodles of torque, but I'd still go for the Hemi. All right, so number one on our list. Of course, it's the... Bronco. Yes, the biggest uh, debut of the year. Won't be... You keep looking at me when I say this, but we're pretty sure it won't be around until next June, dude. June. Yeah, that, that's year when from now. apparently it will officially hit dealerships. That's, of course, the big Bronco with a smaller Bronco Sport hitting dealerships apparently sometime this year at the end of the year. Yeah, next quarter. Yeah, but this Bronco looks amazing. Uh, two engines, 2.3 liter, four-cylinder, 2.7 liter, twin-turbo V6. Mm-hmm. It's got available locking differentials. It's got up to 35-inch tall tires from the factory. Um, it's got just removable top, removable doors. It's available with steel wheels. It's available in a ton of different trims, two and four door options. So I think this is going to be uh, one to wait for. Now we haven't confirmed this from our sources yet, but uh, latest reporting suggests that in 2023 there will be a Raptor version of it coming. Yeah, which would be even crazier. Which would be even crazier. Which, which you know, might compete against the Hemi. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, we don't know uh, much about it except that there will be the Raptor uh, Bronco. But, yeah, the, the, you know, the Bronco has captured people's imaginations. Uh, for a, I think because, you know, for a long time Jeep has had uh, the market to themselves uh, with a traditional, at least American, off-roader. Uh, and now people are excited to have a little bit of uh, choice and competition in that segment. And I am too, dude. I, I can't wait. You know, Ford knows how to do off-roaders. Uh, and if anybody can bring it, uh, Ford can bring it. Uh, there have been a lot of uh, ride-alongs, but as far as I can tell, nobody's actually driven it. I was just watching a video today, uh, and I wasn't sure if it was PR or if it was real, or maybe it was both, where, um, you know, uh, Ford is rebuilding that train station kind of, building downtown Detroit. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah so I guess supposedly somebody at Ford knew somebody and they brought a Bronco out and the guy asked his girlfriend to marry him. It's very touching. It was really cool. Yeah, I read that Did too. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah it was, it was cool. really cool. Right in front of the Bronco was a yellow Bronco and he, he showed her the Bronco and then he showed her the ring and uh, I'm not sure which one pleased her more. She seemed very happy. So uh, it's supposed to start for under $29,000. Yeah. Although the early ones are going to be more expensive than that. Uh, because I think there's going to be big markups and there's going to be long waits. But looks like a serious competitor to the Wrangler. Can't wait for that one. Yeah. So uh, out of all these, uh, which is the one that you're most excited to drive? I am most excited to drive the Lucid Air. You know, I am too, actually. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. You think I'd say like the Jeep or the Bronco. But, uh, uh, you know, there can be no doubt that electric cars are coming uh, and they represent, you know, a, a real moment in time where, you know, it's like when we went from horses to uh, cars, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're going from, you know, cars to electric cars. And it's just a really great time to be alive. Uh, and I, I can't wait to try the newest and the greatest in, in future technology. I really feel like we're finally uh, getting to the point where, you know, we'll be driving around silently and quickly and yeah or maybe not maybe we'll be driving around in little pod cars with no control oh, I hope not. that would be horrible <laughs> we'll be lusting for we'll be lusting for big old uh you know challengers or, or, or heavy powered mustangs uh, I'm, I'm sorry heavy powered wranglers uh or you know uh, even uh traditional mustangs which way do you think it'll go maybe it'll go both ways we'll see 
All right. Well, guys, thank you for spending uh, some more time with us. Uh, as always, this is Roman. Yep, and Tommy. Check out TFL Car and TFLTruck.com for the latest and greatest in new car reviews. And if you guys are listening to this as a podcast, head on over to YouTube where uh, Tommy has been busy actually uh, Googling all this stuff and correcting me as I make my mistakes uh, so you can actually see uh, the video or pictures of these vehicles that we talked about. Uh, see you guys next time. Ciao. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.